the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, thanks for staying with us. Welcome back to the program. Okay, we're going to get right into it now. With uh, You want to go by Joe or Joseph? Joe. Joe it is. Okay. <laughs> He's adamant about thanks that. Thanks yeah, for coming in, Joe. Yeah, my mother called me Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Joseph. When I was in trouble. Okay, field law. You do work with state planning and that. I just want you to tell us a little bit about your specialty area. I want to even go back further than that. Why did you become an attorney? Um, first, I'll address the first question. Estate planning, I do that and probate work. And probate work. And uh, so estate planning is wills, trust, power of attorney documents. Uh, transfer on death deeds, mm-hmm. uh, since it's talking about real estate here, some of that. And, um, so that's my primary practice. It's been for... Uh, 31 years now. Um, how did I get into law? My barber. Actually, not even my barber, but a barber on Rice Street. A barber on, on Rice Street. <laughs> Rice Street in St. Paul. Okay. I used to go by his uh, shop after high school, go into a friend's house, and he'd have a chess game in the window, and it says black wins and three three moves. And I knew a little bit about chess, so I'd study the game and look at it, and I wouldn't leave till I figured out how black wins and three moves. Okay. Well, after a while, he saw me doing that, and he invited me in. He says, uh, you like chess? He, yep. Well, he ended up teaching me in the game, and I ended up uh, going on to tournaments and, you know, being chess champion in high school a couple of years. And they allowed the teachers to play, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I objected to that, but they still <laughs> allowed the teachers. <laughs> Did you but beat them? I, I beat them, too. So <laughs> so anyway, I, I figured I had something going on with the ability to an- analyze things, mm-hmm. and that led to uh, ultimately law school. Yeah. And where would you go to law school? University of Connecticut. Connecticut. UConn. There you go. Yeah. They study the same uh, codes out there and stuff? <laughs> they have the same, deal. Well, yeah. have the same law out there? Well, not quite. <laughs> yeah. I know I went out there three years and uh, and then had to come back here. And um, so, I, you know, a lot of the, the, of course, in law school, they kind of teach you the basics sure. of the law. So. Okay. So you got into, uh, you became an attorney. How long ago was that? Uh, it was back in uh, 1987. Okay. 87. And then... Uh, so who'd you go go to work for right out of law school? Myself. You did. You just started your own deal. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I applied about fifty different places. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, none of them wanted you. No, none of them wanted. You know, I was out of state. No, you know, they they like their own. Uh huh. William Mitchell grad. Yeah. UConn. What's that? Yeah. And uh, so there was some difficulty getting in, and so I just said, well, I've got to get started somehow. Yeah. So my very first transaction was something called a purchase money mortgage. Okay. My very wow. first client. Sure. Wow. What a way to start. In my 31 divorce, years, divorce I've, never case? Done, I've never done another one. Was it a divorce case? No. Or? Okay. Just someone selling his home to a private party and was going to do the financing okay. himself. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. At the time, I charged 100 bucks for that time. And first, <laughs> you know, hourly rate was like 7 bucks an hour, and that was really good. <laughs> so I thought I was robbing them. I was like, 100 bucks. <laughs> wow. So anyway, that was That's fun. Funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, do you, where do you spend most of your time now? In probate, in in trust and estates, or what do you what do you? Spend yeah, most of your time? Uh, that's a 
good question. I'd say two-thirds of my work is estate planning, um, the estate planning side, the uh, pre-planning, and then probate's probably uh, the other third. Uh, if I had my way, I'd wipe out the whole probate aspect entirely. Of course, that's why you do the estate planning and right. try to avoid right. Try to that. avoid it. But, uh, you know, you can't capture everybody. Talk yeah. about the you, – you'd mentioned when you in the introduction here, transfer on death deed versus going through probate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, basically, in 2009, the legislature uh, passed a new law that allows uh, individuals to put beneficiaries on real estate so that when they die, someone will inherit that property, and they do so without going through probate. It actually can occur 30 days after death, uh, and it's very seamless. Mm-hmm. And uh, prior to that, what people did is they, they uh, put their property in a living trust, that's an expensive way to do that transaction. And the other way is they'd take, um, they would deed the property to who they want to inherit, but they would reserve a life estate. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of older deeds where they'll have a life estate interest and mm-hmm. the remainder goes to their kids. That's the old way, pre-2009. But since transfer, transfer on death deeds have come available, uh, people don't just don't do that anymore. So on a transfer on death deed, can there be multiple <laughs> people? On the deed, I mean, can, could yes. could we sign? Okay, I want these. I want this to go to yes. these three kids, and these two kids get nothing. Yes, you can have multiple, and you can have contingents. Okay, in case What's one that dies. Mean? If one one of them dies, like one you of your can, children, one of your, on there. Yeah, one of the children, one of the beneficiaries dies before you. You can list who would receive their share in the uh, event of their death, you know. as opposed or split it equally, or have or you could just say or the remainder just. That the entire interest goes to the ones that are alive. Okay. Can how about out. the basis and how does that change? Does it change? Because I know if you, if you, um, let's say, I take I I put my name on his deed now, and yeah. he dies twenty years from now. Right. My basis is now versus twenty years from now correct. when it's sold. Right. Yep. That is correct. And so how about with transfer on death and and all that? Because you, you get it, a stepped up, it, stepped up it, basis. It is, okay. To the date of death value. Okay. Because you'll see that sometimes, too, where folks will just say, okay, well, I have one child, and I'll put them on the deed. And that way, when I die, the remaining interest just automatically goes to them if we're joint tenants, right? right? Yep. And we don't have to worry about any of that. Right. But then you have a basis problem if you do ultimately then sell the property. Yeah, you have a basis problem, and you have another problem. That's potential creditor problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't recommend adding someone joint unless it's your spouse. Uh, because you uh, that if it's your children, you put them joint on real estate, uh, and that child is involved in a serious car accident where it's their fault, uh, they're going to go for not only policy limits but beyond that. And now they see, they're going to see joint ownership of real mm-hmm. estate with you, and guess who the creditor is coming after? They're going after right. that real estate. So it exposes your estate to creditor liability, uh, creditor claims. So I don't recommend joint as a method to bypass probate. Do you see that uh, your estate planning clients are getting younger and younger, or are they? Are they? I, I just feel like people are really waiting too long before they plan this out. Yeah, their wills and all of that. It's very rare that my uh, clients will come in for to get a, an estate plan. I would say before forty. Uh, I wow. hardly ever see that. Wow. Um, it and even in the forties, it's. It's not quite there. It's really when they get 50s and 60s and, of course, 70s, they waited way too long. But mm-hmm. at least they're coming in finally and getting it done. 
But there's a wave. I think COVID kind of shook people up. No, and, sure. And there's a wave of people coming in to get this, get this taken care of. Probably they heard of someone dying and the problem they had to go through with mm-hmm. probate, and they said, yeah. I don't want that to happen to me. And, I believe that, yeah. So it's getting done. I'm actually writing a book right now that it'll probably come out in, by the end of the year called The Fi- the uh, Black Hole of Probate and the Five Ways to Avoid It. And so it's a book that teaches people how they can avoid probate. You going to have an e-book on that? or? A hard- oh, oh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be all the nine yards, Audible as well. And, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, but because uh, I know that's a high priority for people. We have a uh, a number of of uh, files going right now, probate files. Oh, yeah, we, we have everything here, everything that you got on your list. I mean, right. we got power of attorney things going. We've got we've got uh, transfer and death deed uh, uh, thing that we can talk about later, and we've got uh, probate stuff that the probate did get screwed up, got delayed. We had to move the closing date because they didn't get the letters back in time, and and uh, all of that is going on. And it is with the aging population, it is just becoming a huge part of the business uh, dealing with these cases and, and people are getting essentially houses dumped on them. I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know, where it's like, okay, you're the, uh, you're the guy that gets to handle it, you know, because you were named executor of the estate. And so now you get to deal with this mess because it wasn't properly planned. Well, and we've got one right now where that's why I asked that question about what age, because the one we've got going right now is the 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 dad died years and years ago and then the mom recently died mm-hmm. and so had it, so the son had inherited the house and now the son has passed away at an early age of 30 mm. and now he left his personal rep to uh an aunt and a friend so together the aunt and the friend are the personal rep and there's some tension there. tension there between the two and, you know, there's the house to sell and there was a fire in the house and then he's got race cars. That he, I mean, it's just this whole <laughs> element of all of these things that that are happening. But I, I just think that, you know, my plea to people is don't wait till your 40s, mm-hmm. right? Call Joe sooner than that because we are a generation that um, we're losing people at an earlier age. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that, you know, it's so easy to do. Really, it is. And just have it done in the peace of mind. Yeah. Well, another reason that there should be at least wills in place uh, for uh, younger people is uh, guardianship of minor children. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. That's the way you do that. Yes. And if you don't take care of that, some judge is going to be deciding that issue. Mm -hmm. So you can direct that. You, You know your client sensitivities and who would do well. With mm-hmm. filling in that role, if you weren't there, uh, both parents, and uh, so that's a huge reason to uh, to get an estate plan in place when you're uh, younger. Mm-hmm. Children and pets. Yeah, and pets. <laughs> and pets. Big There's actually too. pet trusts now. You know. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. we can talk more about that. <laughs> when We've we got one. We're out to oh, break yeah. here. This is real estate chalk talk. Log on to hitnergroup.com. H i t t n e r group.com, and we'll be right back. Get that black shack attack. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.